It's time to wrap our tentacles around the worlds of entertainment and give it a good squeeze. This is the Squid Fellows Podcast. Welcome back, folks, to the Squid Fellows, the squids with the tentacles that you love to touch and feel. That you want to feel in you. Yes. yes. Depression and anxiety are all made up. It's in your head. This is Chris, yeah. the first tentacle of the evening. You like a little alien sperm in your coffee? Yeah, I do. It's going to thrust right in your anus. So this week, I'm going to review the most mainstream adult game ever made and crowdfunded for, and that's Subverse. So, Subverse is <laughs> an adult game and basically all it is is you play as this guy that kind of is like a weird pirate-ish kind of guy it's really, they didn't really give him like a face it's weird he's and got no face no it's face. not like no face but it didn't give him like a human face even though he's supposed to be like a solar which is like, yeah, a like human. Uh, it's weird like cool genitalia or whatever mm, I mean when you see it it's big if that's what you're looking for yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That seems. Is it I mean, veiny? Is it car- no? Is it not <laughs> veiny. Is it but you can pick all the colors though, it so curved? it can be like green or purple. <laughs> oh. or can you curve it? No. Can you pick the size? No. no. Pick out hair your balls. No. Are? Can you pick whether your gooch has like a weird <laughs> no. like, line going down the middle? No. Of it? You don't get to pick anything mm. really, except the for the color. Except for the color of your character. I think so. All character customizations should at least have the gooch line. Yeah. Honestly. Even when I was uh, doing Animal Crossing, they you put the goose line. line. Okay, well the they don't. Line. So, this the way this game works is there's goose three line. parts. There's the space combat, which is just like space fighty shooty. They send enemies at you. You dodge the bullets. You shoot them back. Thing. They have the ground combat, which is like turn based. Where there's one turn, everyone gets to make a move in that turn, and then the next turn happens, a new wave of enemies spawns, and you have to fight them. And then that's basically the ground-based combat. And then there's, like, um, the second mass effect, and I think the maybe probably even the third one, where you fly around, you scan planets, and then you can do stuff on the planet. So those are kind of the three big gameplay things. And they're all okay. They're not groundbreakingly amazing. You're not going to go, wow, I can't believe I've never played game like this before no they're all okay you don't come you don't come no i didn't at least okay (laughs) i kind of might be right and so all the characters are basically big tittied women with small waists and big asses that's all the characters are they all look basically the same basic model but they swapped out the skin color well they're there for you to to fuck them yeah i know i know yeah so can you fuck all you need dudes no at least not yet Fuck on dude. At least not yet. No. It's a super straight game. Yeah. Do the guys also have like... There's only one guy that interacts with anyone that way. No. And... No. Always? <laughs> no. One guy just gets all the one alien One guy gets bitches. all the aliens. So the way it... This sounds like heaven. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think so, but they kind of dropped the ball in a big way. Like the part of the game where the characters are talking to each other. Yes, I know. Drop the ball. I get it. My balls didn't drop in a big way, but just probably a weird way. So that when the characters talk to each other, it's all over-the-top sex jokes and fourth wall breaking pretty much constantly to the point where it's not funny. To the point where like I had the text on auto and then I would read a book until something happened that I had to interact with. Like It was that bad. Like I just You just don't pay attention. It's really yeah. bad. 
really over the top Smelly. for no reason other than to be over the top because they don't want to be like we're too we're too serious we're a meme we know we're a meme <laughs> everything's funny and except it doesn't work at all because it's too over the top and then the worst part is honestly the adult content is the worst part yeah so the way it works is they have the pandora system is what they call it uh, basically you open that up the, uh, sexy and like the radio? open it up you open it up and the like a screen pops up, and then there's all these scenes that you can unlock. And you have to unlock the scenes by using the female characters in missions, and then you get points that you then spend to unlock the little scenes. Yeah. Problem is, all the scenes are just little two second to five second gifs. Uh, how are you gonna? And you just string them together, but they don't even string them together in a way where they go from one to the other. They just after you select all your scenes, you hit start. The character pops up like standing naked, and then all the little scenes you picked are on the side, and you just pick which scene you want to see. Uh, okay. It's really bad. It's really like not interactive. The female characters they have like moaning effects, and then that's it. They there's <laughs> full. They have full voices for all the talking. All the talking part are fully voiced, but they didn't have them put any voice work into the sex part of the game, uh, which is what the game. Which is why people are buying the game. Uh, wait, is there any? Uh, <laughs> Ahigo? No. Stuff. Wow. So there's only a wow. couple of scenes where the where coming actually happens. And the way that works is they put a little... <laughs> only bu- for the guy. No, I think they imply the girl does too. No. But acting. they put um, a little bar at the bottom with a needle and you drag the bar <laughs> to speed up the action. And the bar gets far enough, the come button lights up and you click on the come button and then you come. <laughs> <laughs> that's how poorly done this is Jesus it reminds God. me of like Christ. early flash games in terms of the way those mechanics interact Come. with each other yeah, like it's really games. bad yeah it's Welcome really bad to the comms new grounds yeah it's like that but like really early bad stuff double jointed really... pussy exactly yeah i don't know what that even <laughs> means but i'm sure one of the aliens has one the extra um, grippy seven finger hand job yeah so that's the worst part by far because nothing, it's all little tiny two second to five second little gifts. It's not really interactive in any fun way. There's no voice content to that part of it. It's just not good or fun or enjoyable in any real way as far as the adult content. That's the worst part of the entire game. They should have just content. released the game on the VR. Good? The graphics are really good. The characters look good. Like, if they actually put the time and effort into actually making the adult content fun and interactive, they'd probably have a good adult game. They just didn't put any time in, of the uh, money into that, which is the core of the game and why people are buying it. So I don't know how yeah. they skipped on that part, but they did. It's really weird. It doesn't really make sense as to why they did it that way. And what's more bizarre is I looked into it because I thought maybe they didn't really have that much money. They had $2 million just on mm. Kickstarter alone. It seems enough. To make this game. So you think the developers just like nutted all over their keyboards during the process? I think what they did is they spent a lot of time and money making sure the characters looked really nice and that they could cut a really good promo scene. Mm. Yeah, they and definitely then did that. I've never even put, seen it. And then they put I a... Wish nu- I, I wish I had. Yeah, the promo YouTube scenes are still probably out they, there. They, they looked promising, but yeah. I guess that's what they were going for. So I think they put a lot of time and money into that. And then when they actually came to the game itself, they were like, we don't want to put too much effort into it because then it'd be weird because it's like a meme game. So we're not going to put the effort into the adult part of the game. Well... Or they put more effort into like the way that different characters interact with... like 
each other in combat and in the ship combat than they did into the adult content of the game. It's really weird. If you buy it now on Steam, you're only getting the early access. So only three of the characters are even interactable with. Comable. Yeah. The premature only- access. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> only three of the characters are interactable with. The scenes are really limited. There's a bunch of stuff in the game that doesn't work yet. They're like, we'll get to it. And it's like, well, maybe they're getting, maybe you're they're not, getting... You're, you're not like freaking cyberpunk, dude. I don't know why you think people are going to stick around for you to get around to it. Developer patch notes, 1.1. More come. <laughs> yeah. No, the patch All notes. All come. One of the things I noticed uh, was the the videos, like the cutscenes, didn't play well at all on my computer. Really, really choppy. Uh-huh. So that was, the, and I noticed before I deleted it, that was the first patch was fixing the choppiness on the cutscenes. And I'm like, all right, you stinky, guys just don't care. Stinky tiddlywinky. So I would say you only get about half a tentacle because who knows if wow. they decide to turn it around and actually make, I don't think they're going to fix the adult content at all. I think it's going to stay as lame as it is. Fuck is but I'm giving them country. a very small chance that they decide to fix it. And that maybe if they add all the characters in, it'll be more fun. But I would wait till it's all the way completed. The game <laughs> is done. Yes, full completion. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then wait till the game's done. And then it still probably won't be worth it. And just wait till they're desperate and they're giving it away for like a dollar. Like a cheap hooker. And then you can get it. And maybe you'll come. I didn't even come playing this game. <laughs> <laughs> I come playing And like games. I... Yeah, tried because I figured I'd give it a fair shot. I played through the whole thing and not once. So I like, came right. playing SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom. That's <laughs> just I don't know if this one would get me there. No, probably won't. Probably not. So half a tentacle, no cum shots during the panty raid. Cooking Mama subverse. Cooking Mama hit me really hard. Uh-huh. I couldn't deal with it. Like when SpongeBob's <laughs> the way that her wrist moves when she up. stirs the soup. Uh, it's something else. Take Sandy your word for squirrel. it. I'd like to fill her <laughs> bowl up. Aloha. Ahoy hoy. Fellers, I is Maher, and today I'm talking about a game significantly lacking in cum. Oh. Significantly lacking in titties. Okay. And significantly lacking in women. Is it life? It is called... <laughs> <laughs> it's called Spellforce 3. Um, nothing like the previously reviewed title. This game is a RTS, which I don't know what the fuck that stands for. Real-time strategy. Whoa, real-time <laughs> strategy. That was retarded titty syndrome. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, so it's a it's a, a real-time strategy game. milk all the time. <laughs> where you play as... Um, Specifically, Spellforce 3 Soul Harvest is what I'm reviewing. Uh, where you play as five different factions. You can play as dwarves, humans, elves, high elves, and orcs. Are dwarves not considered human anymore? No, they're not. No, no, no. <laughs> they're their own species They're dwarves. Now. <laughs> they're their own race. Yeah. Um, and basically, you know, as most RTSs are, you are building a civilization... Starting from nothing to becoming a massive military power and expanding your armies and your economic prowess outward and conquering your opponents. Um, and so Spellforce 3 Soul Harvest is 
wonderfully entertaining. It has a multitude of options that you can select when playing with your friends. There is Ultimo Ejaculation Mode 1, where yes. uh, <laughs> everybody's on one team versus one female player. And you know how that ends. But there, there are versus how modes. Does that end? Certainly, certainly covered <laughs> I think in semen. I think we've all seen the meme. <laughs> There's a skirmish mode, which is a little more fast-paced. There's a conquest mode, which is a, a, a long, a long haul. There is a story mode that you can also play. Everything that there is, you can play cooperatively. Uh, up to four, actually up to uh, six players, I believe. And you'll all occupy a different region of the map and start building your own bases, or maybe you play together, or maybe you play against bots, which have varying difficulties. Um, they go from, like, super idiot level bots that'll never even touch you to easy, uh, to super easy, to normal, then, like, a little difficult, medium difficulty, hard, very hard. Then I think there's one called Circle Mage, which is like their their word for... Super genius. Super genius. And uh, the bots are nuts, but um, playing against people is a lot of fun, and playing with your friends is a lot of fun. I personally played a couple of campaigns, a couple of skirmishes with the Dark Elves, and every single faction is, is unique in its own way. Uh, specifically, the reason why I'm reviewing specifically Spellforce 3 Soul Harvest is because the original Spellforce 3 uh, I thought was just going to be a standalone game with Soul Harvest as a DLC, which adds the two brand new races to it, but that actually wasn't how it worked out. I had bought Spellforce 3, and then after playing it for a bit, I realized that the UI uh, and the available races were much different than Soul Harvest. Mm. Um, Spellforce 3 Soul Harvest actually released after the original Spellforce 3 as a game that is like a fix of all the things that Spellforce 3 lacks and didn't do the greatest, such as not unique factions, not unique heroes not really unique structures and and such but soul harvest has all these things and uh so every faction is unique as i was saying for example humans are are very balanced in their economy obviously their structures look all humanoidy and they build log cabins and they build using the architecture of like a european civilization uh, dwarves are insanely technological. They're very into uh, factories and industrialization, and they they rely on a lot of stone craft. So early on, when you start the game and you have your little every faction starts with a capital building of some sort. They're all called different things, but capital building is the general term. Just you know. Because when you're selecting a game mode and you're selecting the uh, the means to an end, it's uh, capital destruction, which is you know you you break their main base, mm -hmm. um, and so the dwarves they rely on a lot of stone craft. So when you start out on the dwarves, maybe you build like four stone cutters and to one hunting lodge, and 
all of these things that you build, they acquire you resources that you can then use to build more things or recruit units, uh, build an army, recruit heroes, uh, build, build and upgrade stronger structures and defenses. Uh, and the game just gets immensely more fun as it goes on because you start to expand and you, you start to amass like a really, really cool army and you grow and you grow and you grow and you grow and then you bust the nut all over the wall. Even even if you're a dwarf, you know, you could have a little three inch longer dunger, but those dwarves they've got no the girth. Big. They've got the girth, let me tell you. They, plus they probably make a mean strap on it. They probably do make a mean strap on, a out mechanical of, strap on that breathes cum. Really about anything that, that, that those are the guys who make the dragon. <laughs> Anyways, um, so does this play? Did you ever play like uh, Age of Empires? And Never. Stuff like that? Um, I've played other RTSs before. I played one called Generals, uh, but that was all the every world power's military, like Russia, China, USA, France, Europe, chicken tendies, all of those. And I, I very much enjoyed those games. Uh, actually, they they were some of my favorites. Um, I do I do love the military. I love uh, so all of that stuff. So what does this one play like? <laughs> what does it play like? like? So this one is the progression of the game is a little more fast paced than what you're usually used to. But by no means is the game going to be over in 15 minutes unless you so it's not royally. Like a Starcraft thing. Where no. You can rush people to death no 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 unless you royally fuck up and do something horribly retarded and you lose all of your units and you lose all of your structures uh you will probably end up being somewhere between 40 minutes to an hour uh the game can go as long as you want it to there is a pause function like other rts games in case you're playing like a 24-hour campaign with your friend for giggles and shits and you want to go take a dump or go you know, live your life or go to bed. Just take a shit in a Gatorade bottle. Oh yeah, be a man. Squeeze it yeah. in there. You know, a little cut the top up. Little brown cut stew ain't never Shut hurt nobody. Shut the top up your ass. Certainly. I guess so. You just um, gotta screw it in there, and then you don't even have to wipe. Goo goo gaga. So the game's general play style is: you start out, you build your necessity structures for your race. As I was saying, we have the humans and the dwarves, and the dwarves rely on stone. Uh, the dark elves rely a lot on wood, and they also have a special... Every race has a special resource that you have to acquire through some abstract means. The dark elves have souls, uh, because they're all edgy and shit, and so they harvest souls from dead corpses, which is initially harder to do than any of the other races' a special resource however um their elite units that you can train using souls are very powerful and very fucking cool then you have the regular elves which are all woodlandy and some of them ride reindeers into battle and crazy shit and then you also have the huzuma watsis the orcs which are obviously brain dead high capacity like large volume of army but low um, low, low recruitment costs. Low recruitment costs. Units. Like, uh, feminists. Uh, mostly goblins and like... What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that analogy works. It doesn't. They're more like... I would think I'm an analogy that would work better would be the Chinese. So uh, the Chinese do warfare. Yeah. They just send swarms of people at you until you run out of bullets. Perhaps. Or the Russians. 
So the Russians did it too. Yeah, we'll go with whatever. Um, <laughs> but so once you get started with each of those factions, the first thing you do is every faction gets a godstone, and from the godstone you recruit a hero. Uh, and in Spellforce Three Soul Harvest, it is uh, you have a choice of one of two heroes. You'll eventually get access to both, but at first it is you pick one to start the game with, and they are these very powerful units with their own skill trees. Um, they have skill trees, they have stat lines, and they do crazy, cool, different stuff. Uh, and those guys, specifically, you need to um, expand your base. Because once you start building in your initial area, which isn't that big, you'll max out your population really fast. And the amount of workers you have to actually build and collect resources will run out. And so you need to expand or you're just going to be sitting there so doing ex- nothing. Does expanding mean creating like a new city or does it mean basically, building your base? Okay. Basically. So you take your hero and you take, you know, maybe you make a small army to go with him, but usually you don't need a massive force to, to take an outpost because early in the game, that's what everybody's main goal is, is to put down your essentials and then try to branch out a little bit so that you can get more of those essentials and start, you know, a little bit of a resource pool. Um, and so you take your hero and you send him out into the unknown that you, the only vision on the map you have is of your starting area and everything else is grayed out. Mm. The only thing you can see is skulls or like there's red skulls, there's different looking skulls on the map. And those are actually, um, mobs that you can fight. We got bears, dragons, there's medusas, there's giant elemental golems, there's crazy dragons and, and really cool shit and the reward for those are sometimes items that you can then equip to your heroes or uh honestly just golden experience and the gold you can spend in a merchant and the experience you use to level up your heroes skill trees and gain powerful skills or level up skills you already have to make them even more powerful Mm. um but you walk up to an outpost flag and if it's unclaimed your hero has to specifically interact with it to build it and then you can then upgrade it. Um, it's not going to be anywhere near as as uh, large and population dense or powerful as your main citadel, your main capital. But they're all huge, and every single outpost you capture comes with it, its own nearby resources. For example, you know when you initially place down log cutters. You put them near trees. You don't just put them down anywhere. You can't just throw them all, whatever, fuck this, fuck that, and put it all everywhere. Some of it, has, you have to think it through. Stone cutters have to be near the stone so that you're, you're not actively slowing down your own stone production. Iron mines have to be near the iron. Um, yeah, makes sense. You know, all of these logical things. Uh, you can build stationary defenses. They're not that important. The game focuses more on... on military prowess so that you're not just AFKing, sitting there like a monkey, thinking that your little army of five doohickeys and a dog vagina is going to stand up against, you know, 300 orcs. You have to actually build some units and explore your particular race's strengths and, and weaknesses. So... Dog bag game. You know, that's that's how the early game plays, but once you transition more into the mid and late game, you're upgrading your capital building, which gives you more workers, it gives you more population, which then allows you to recruit a bigger army, 
Um, you can build the buildings that allow you to upgrade your units and get crazier, cooler looking units. And all of these creatures, all of these little creatures, all these little people, you know, RTSs are top down. Think about like a League of Legends type looking game. You know, um, but this one, it doesn't allow you to zoom out. So you just, it allows you to scroll across the map as fast as you want. But it doesn't allow you to zoom out so that you can actually take in how beautiful this game is. And it's, mm. it's very wonderfully animated and everything is graphically pleasing. Every single unit is unique. They look, they look great. They have their own voice lines. They have their own personality and their own aesthetic. Um, for example, I play Dark Elves a lot because they're, 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 edgy. they're edgy as fuck. And they're really cool and there's spikes on all of their buildings and they're made of metal. And they're like, fuck you, um, dad. But for the Basically. most part, I play them because when you get to the mid-game, uh, their elite units are, like, freaking weird. Like, there's a dude who juggles blades, he juggles long swords, and he applies bleed to all the enemies you fight. You can recruit a bunch of those guys. You can recruit these guys that ride crazy raptor lizards, and <laughs> cool. uh, they throw spears. You can, And then you, you can recruit this uh, giant moth creature that drops bombs on people and like shits on people and sprays goo everywhere uh, and then you can cool. recruit goo. a giant basilisk you can recruit these crazy looking ogres and uh, flame giants um, and it just continues to get even more cool uh, or you can be lame and just play cheap and recruit an army of like 300 spiders and there you go spider <laughs> you know, life so what would you rate the game overall I would rate the game probably uh, five out of six tentacles to play with your friends. Mm -hmm. um, it's a really fun alone, too, but that's not this game's main purpose. It's unbelievably fun with friends because of the amount of options you're given to actually enjoy your time. Um, you know, you can play as separate armies with your friends on the same exact team like you you can't harm each other but you each have your own separate regions or you can all be one collective region and have certain people control certain resources um, you can have somebody be you know the head of the military and, and somebody control your economy and somebody control um, like your outposts and your uh, base defense yeah. or you know you could have everybody be able to control all of that stuff and just have one huge massive army. There's a bunch of different maps to choose from, which are all really cool. They all have different weird world creatures on them, world mobs to kill. Um, they have all different topography and layout. Um, some are trickier than others. Some have less resources than others, but more in other areas. Um, and... Uh, yeah, you can also matchmake and play online against real people if you want. It's just uh, a little bit of everything. A, a little bit of everything, and it's done very smoothly, very satisfyingly, and it's a good learning curve. It's a good learning curve. When you mm. first start, you're going to be extremely overwhelmed, but then it just becomes un unbelievably satisfying afterwards. Okay. Yeah. Check it out, folks. Goo goo gaga. Spellforce 3, what was it? Soul Harvest. Soul Harvest. You can find it on G2A.com for about $9. I wouldn't buy it off Steam. You're going to be paying like $40. do not do that. You're stupid. Oi, it's Andy here. I'm here to promote my OnlyFans. It's oh, called... OnlyFans. 
Large Marge in charge. Largery. Charge. No, I'm not doing that, actually. No, uh, I do have an OnlyFans, though. If you want to subscribe, I don't post anything on it, but I do like money. <laughs> oh, nice. I don't think that's how it works. I'm pretty confident you have to post stuff on OnlyFans. Well, to agreed. get people to give you money. Uh, agreed. Disagree. That's fine. Okay. Uh, so, what I will be talking... It's Andy, not Largery. I have more of a recommendation for everybody. It's just a show that I think every human being should watch. It's a really silly take on reality TV um, from the fantastic mind of Nathan Fielder. Uh, he's a fantastic, cute little man. Uh, ultimately, one of the cringiest people I've ever seen in my life. I think he was a stand-up comedian. He did some writing for SNL at some point. Um, the show's first episode aired in 2013, and it ended on 2017. In 2017. So the show's premise is surrounded by this man, Nathan Fielder, who has a um a business degree so he's able what he does is he goes to small businesses and uh helps them pick up you know new customers and clientele and he does it in very unorthodox very strange strange ways strange what is the name of the show it's called nathan for you okay some of these companies have actually utilized his very unorthodox, strange business tactics and have done pretty well. Um, he's also come out with a fake clothing line called Summit Ice, I think is what it's called. It may it might be something else, whatever. But it actually took off, and it's a pretty lucrative career for him now, selling... What, is, what do they sell? Clothes. Like, like actual clothes? Like uh, joggers, jogging suits, coats... All sorts of shit that it just wasn't supposed to be a real company, but so many people wanted it. I want some. I would love some Summit Ice merch. Um, there's one company that he helps. He helps this realtor, and his premise is to have her be the ghost realtor. So every house that they go to, she kind of you know feels a presence or whatever. So okay, and says that they're haunted and. It's, stuff like but the it's sixth sense completely not real and i assume that works because she gets a bunch of idiots to buy it houses does, they think are haunted it does work but now it's kind of just a gimmick i think she has like a facebook page called ghost realtor he helps a, like a froyo shop take off by uh having them sell poop flavored yogurt <laughs> and they make this wow. yogurt they did they People buy, buy that? You, no, I'm sure they don't. But uh, they had people taste test it, like a blind taste test. And one lady was like, this tastes like poop. Nathan Fielder's like, why, why would you say that it tastes like poop? And she's like, I don't know. I think that I just think that that's like what poop might taste like. And he's like, well, why would you say that if you haven't if you haven't tasted poop? <laughs> and she's like, I've gotcha. never tasted poop. And he's like, gotcha. well... Why would why how would you know what poop tastes like if you haven't tasted poop and you're saying that this tastes like poop? And then they reveal that it was poop flavored and this lady has more than likely um tasted poop. <laughs> she was very embarrassed. It was fantastic. It was great. 
But how did that get them business? <laughs> uh, it probably didn't, to yeah. be honest. That was probably one of the ones that failed. Okay. Poop yogurt would not take off, I would assume. So maybe, he, maybe in Germany. So it's like a joke thing that occasionally actually works. It's a joke thing that occasionally actually works. He's incredibly awkward. Um, there's been speculation as to how many people on the show are actually actors. But um, it's mostly just real people, I think. It seems as, as if it is, but it really uh, delves into the line of reality TV and what people on reality TV act like as opposed to what they act like in real life. And it's fantastic. They have this one that's called The Hunk because Nathan Fielder can't get a date, so he decides to just procure a bunch of money to make his own dating show. And he is just so so disgustingly cringy and unwantable towards these ladies but they still gush over him because they want their footage to be aired on the hunk the fake television show that he made but what he does is he just he uses all the awkwardness um in the show it's not like regular reality tv where they just super cut all the the good you know, parts cool in. dramatic stuff it's disturbingly gross. It's it's really terrible how That's hot. how these people act. Like he was being super ugly and like like personality wise and conversation wise to this lady and she just like leans in for a kiss. <laughs> and he was ah. like, no, whoa, whoa. Okay. We're taking this too fast. He's like, I just think we should like go a little slower since like I met you three minutes ago. <laughs> and then he leans in for a kiss and then stops and he's like, No. I shouldn't. It's going we're going too fast. Wow. <laughs> it's probably how those shows go. They're probably pretty gross um, in the background. There's another fantastic episode where he goes to this private investigator and he brings up Yelp and he's like, you have no Yelp reviews. And the guy's like, I don't give a fuck about Yelp. The guy's very standoffish, Boston accent type of guy. And um, Nathan's like, I will give you a five star review if you can track me down within 24 hours. So he hires 12 people that look kind of like him to just like walk <laughs> oh, around yeah. town and like he goes to a hotel with all these people and then they all just run out of it together to distract the guy and I'm pretty sure the guy like never knew that he had lookalikes in the first place. He just went to Nathan's house and he was kind of just like just there. What? <laughs> but he, he, he ended up giving him a four star review. Can't remember why. Well, Yelp is Yelp is bullshit anyways. They actually trap they trap people and then they force you to 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 get good reviews or leave good reviews and then you know, or they threaten you mm. with, you know, bad reviews and yeah. trashing your company. Yelp is cool. Like that South Park episode. Yeah. He actually hires a private investigator to investigate this private investigator and the private investigator inv- investigating the private investigator finds out that the guy used to be like a male porn star. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And, and Nathan makes a big folder of like all of his videos. Porn shots and the guy's like that's not me. It's like a different name. Uh, the guy's like that's not me. And eventually he's like he's like they don't want you to be hard. You know, they want you to be like half hard and blah blah blah. He finally like comes out and he's like that's me. It's uh, it's uh, crazy. Crazy crazy crazy. Uh Wow, that I'm other gonna, investigator sounds like he deserves the five star review. <laughs> probably. Um, 
I'll talk about one one more episode called The Claw of Shame. Oh boy. And um it's like a robotic claw thing that they used for like precision like car building and stuff like that. But um what he does is he has it take off his pants while he's handcuffed to something and he is doing this to prove how good he is at magic. What? In front of an audience of children. Oh, yes. So if he fails to uncuff himself, he goes to prison for exposing himself to children. Okay. He says that the claw was never going to actually take his pants off or that they made it so it was impossible for him to not be able to get the cuffs off in time. But uh, it's just really wild how... I think he gave the parents of these children like 60 bucks. And the parents huh. were like, yeah, I'll have an adult expose my expose Potentially themselves expose themselves to their kids. To my kids for, for 60 bucks that's going in my pocket. Horrible parenting. Terrible people. All the parents' faces were blurred out. Well, yeah, they probably didn't yeah, consent to be showed on TV. Well, once it all came out, they were probably like, ah, you look like a piece of shit here. Well, they were. I mean, there's a lot of parents like that. That's how all those kids get on tv and all the child pageants and stuff it's all just pimping out your kids yeah that's in the hopes of fame and glory that you can capitalize on that's the unicorn vomit that is jojo siwa that woman is gross she sounds hot so what would you rate the show i would probably rate it like a 5.5 okay out of six tentacles I just love Nathan Fielder. He's incredibly committed to his character to the point where his Instagram is even incredibly awkward. I'm not exactly sure what kind of human being he is in real life. And I don't really think many people are entirely sure of that. Um, But it aired on Comedy Central. And I had a ritual with a pal of mine where we would get together. We would get high and watch Nathan For You. And then uh, Finding Bigfoot, which is a fantastic show. Zoinks. Yeah, where can you Big find? Real. Where can you find Nathan for you? Nathan for you is on Hulu. I'm sure all of it's on Hulu. It's got to be. It's been a long time since since it's is been he on the air. Can oh, he's, it got canceled. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, like they for dumb reasons or for I'm not like, exactly he decided sure. He was bored they... with it and he wants to do his own new thing. Honestly, he probably just fucking went with the clothing line. I mean, if it's making him a fuck ton of money, yeah, he's doing pretty well. All right. Well, five and a half tentacles, and check it out on the Hulu, folks. Yeah. Nathan for you. Well, that's all we got today, ladies and gentlemen. We got plenty of tentacles for you to enjoy and lick on and stroke and stuff into your various orifices mm. and orifices mm. yes. for you today. And if you enjoyed stuffing those tentacles into you, you can always donate to us on anchor and don't forget to follow us on the spotify so you can get updated when our new episodes drop which should be sunday mornings at 9 a.m and our only fans and our only fans we will post nothing on ever and see I, if we can make money that way andy i am mega horny 